just being consistent and really intentional about our content specifically. So I took most of 2020 and I think I was on 50 podcasts in 2020. I did, I said yes to like every single summit that came down the pipeline for me. And so my goal was to just really concentrate and focus on visibility um, and to streamline what I was talking about. Tasha Booth is back, baby. She was on the podcast a couple of years ago talking about standard operating procedures. And since then, her business has grown. She has done something similar to what I have done. So I have my public relations agency. But for people who want PR but can't afford agency prices, they enter into my media mentoring program where they do it themselves or they do it with the help of me and my team. Tasha has done something very similar. So she has the Launch Guild where she will help course creators and launch managers launch online courses. But she found there were some people who weren't quite ready to hire her agency. So she teaches them how to do this themselves. And something that she has, I will link to this in the show notes, but she has a freebie for you. It is called Six Pillars of a Successful Course Launch Plan. So to get this course launch plan, if you are in the market to launch something, whether that be a podcast, whether that be an online course, whether it be a coaching program, then you wanna get this. It is at thelaunchguild.com slash pillars. And this is something, again, that I will link to in the show notes for this episode. But if you are looking to create extra income by expanding your business a little bit and helping people with a smaller budget or helping people who are more beginner, you are going to love this episode with Tasha Booth. Ever wonder how some people seem to get all the media coverage, but you don't? Go behind the scenes with a TV reporter, national on-air host, and news contributor who has interviewed celebrities, took you inside the Versace mansion, and even stood on a chair to interview basketball legend Alonzo Mourning. Get ready, because Become a Media Maven is the podcast where Christina Nicholson is sharing secrets from her years in front of the camera, in the editing booth, and now behind the podcast mic. Tasha, welcome back to Become a Media Maven. Thank you. I'm excited to be back. I can't believe it's been two years, I think, almost. Yeah. Since I talked to you. Yeah. It's been a minute and a lot has changed, not just in the world, but (laughs) with you and your business. Last time you were on, we talked about creating standard operating procedures for your business. And Mm -hmm. I loved that episode because I love organization and being productive and all of the things. But Mm -hmm. your business has changed a lot in the last two years. So talk about how your business has changed. And then we're going to talk about how you are bringing in the box while you help people. Yeah, absolutely. So I think in 2020, I did have two sides of my business, but now it's even more so, right? Um, So I have the Launch Guild, which is my agency, and we do full service launch support for our clients. And then I have the, what we call the Tasha Booth side. And that is, um, I have two programs. One is a certification program for launch managers. And then the other one is called Agency Thrive Mind. And that is a a specific uh, to agency owners. So it's a 12 month program for those who are building agency model businesses. So yeah, a lot in the last two years. (laughs) And where have you seen the growth and why do you think that is? 
Definitely more so on the Tasha Booth side. And we did that very strategically. So I love having my agency. And I think that it has been amazing in terms of team and being able to grow as a leader and all of that. And I also am a multi-passionate entrepreneur. And so I really started to really enjoy coaching people and helping them kind of build the, the type of business that they want in a way that's similar to mine. So we were really intentional about, I think 2020 was where we started shifting things from moving to like 50, 50, or I think the agency was like a 75% of where our income was coming in. The Tasha Booth side was 25%. And then we shifted that to 50, 50 last year. And now we're trying to shift it to 25% from agency, 75%. So we have been really intentional about it. And why, why do you want to shift that? I mean, I I think think I could guess being an agency (laughs) owner, I think I could guess, but I'd like to hear your take. (laughs) Yeah, a few different reasons. Number one, I'm just in a different season of my life right now where I am craving more simplicity. Um, And when it comes to having an agency, especially an agency that's as large as I have, where it's like 20 to 30 people on average are on my team, um, to coaching people and having some associate coaches and everything in my programs. But I think that I am kind of going also back to my roots in terms of I've always like taught either dance or theater or something. And so that teacher spirit in me is kind of coming back. Um, And also, I'll be really honest, that agencies can be expensive, right? And overhead can get out of control if you're not really watching your bottom line. And so I think the combination of having both sides just feeds my spirit and my wallet in in very different ways. (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally understand with the agency, you do have overhead, you do have less automations, I think, in an Mm -hmm. agency model than you would in something like course creation and, and, um, selling courses and then offering support and all of that. It's very, Mm -hmm. it's a very different business model for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So then tell us how you have grown and what you are doing to grow because you have grown. I mean, to make the flip saying, I want most of my income to be with, um, doing this for, other course creators and people Mm -hmm. who are launching courses. I just want to totally flip that. You flipped it pretty quickly and very successfully. So how did you do that? Yeah, I think um, just being consistent and really intentional about our content specifically. So I took most of 2020 and I think I was on 50 podcasts in 2020. I did, I said yes to like every single summit that came down the pipeline for me. And so my goal was to just really concentrate and focus on visibility um, and to streamline what I was talking about. So I I really wanted to, um, I think, get past the beginner conversation when it came to supporting virtual assistants, where my my heart is still in all of virtual support in the world of virtual support. But I, I saw an opportunity and I saw a need to really support those who were beyond the basics, right? And so when I kind of really strategize in terms of my messaging and in terms of my visibility strategy. Yeah, things definitely skyrocketed. So I think in 2020, that was our like $650,000 a year. And then last year we hit our first million dollar year. So definitely growth happening. (laughs) That's amazing. Okay. First of all, obsessed with the fact that you're on 50 podcasts, focusing on visibility, you know, that's my jam. So I love to hear that. And, um, tell me a little bit about what exactly 
you were talking about? Because you said, Mm -hmm. you know, you flipped the script, you were talking about new things. So Mm -hmm. what was the change in what you were talking about and who was the new audience or who is the new audience that you're trying to reach? Yeah. So our big new audience in 2020 was definitely launch managers. Um, I was getting a lot more question from people that were supporting their clients and launches, but not really trained in full on launch management. And they were having kind of the same problems, the same issues, the same concerns. And so once again, my team and I looked at that as an opportunity of like, how can we support them in a way that like other people aren't supporting them? And there really wasn't another launch manager certification out there in terms of really teaching launch managers or rather they weren't even launch managers yet. They were really like project managers, online business managers, directors of operation who really wanted to be so skilled in launching um, to support their clients in that. So fall, I think it was fall of 2020, we launched the launch manager certification program. And so that was a new audience. And then the year before that, we had actually um, was when we launched Agency Thrive Mine. But I kept that small in 2019 kind of intentionally. And then in 2020, I was like, oh, there's something more to this, right? And then even in 2021, I was like, there's definitely something more to this. So we took that from uh, a program that originally was going to be capped at 10 to now we're over 50 uh, people in it and we're looking to grow it to a maximum of 100. So yeah, so those were kind of the two that I really focused on. Okay, so you are like proof that the riches are in the niches because Mm -hmm. really it's like, a launch manager, it could be a project manager, but a project manager could do a million things. So you are exactly. zeroing in and just like getting it down to something super specific and super niche, which I think is perfect. I mean, I I think I may have told you this back in the day when we last <laughs> talked, everybody says your first hire should be a VA. I still have not hired a VA just because I want that VA to be niched in something. And yeah. I feel like everybody's a generalist. And I'm like, but mm-hmm. if you're general, I don't know if you can do this. And I don't know if you mm-hmm. can do that. I feel like you can do everything basic. So I love right. you niching down. Well, yeah. And especially because, and I'm, I'm really good friends with the creators of all of the other like tangential certifications. So the DOO program, the OBM program, project management, and also I know that they can't cover everything. Right. And so they cover launches in kind of a, here's how to create a project plan way of launching. Right. But there's so much more to launches and that's why our clients specifically come to us for that, both on the agency side, because they know that we do want, that's all we do all day, every day are launches for our agency clients. And then of course you want to learn from the people who do it and understand the craft to a T, which is why our launch manager clients come to us. Mm-hmm. You know what? This sounds exactly like what I did with the media mentoring program. I had yeah. my, yeah, I had my PR agency and so many people were coming to me and they were like, look, I, I want to get exposure. I want to get in the news, but mm-hmm. I don't have a budget to pay an agency. So I was like, well, let me just create a course. I'll tell you exactly what we do. And then you go and do it. And then we're here to support you. I mean, it's really exactly the same thing. You saw a need for it. So tell me how you found your people. Because you are, I mean, like in my experience with my agency, it's a totally, the goal is the same, but the audience is totally different. Like Mm -hmm. for my agency, we won't even talk to you unless you're doing at least 2 million in revenue because you can pay the public relations agency retainer. But if you want to learn yourself, you could be making nothing and you're making nothing because people don't know about you. So you need that. So it's a totally different audience with the same goal. So then how did you find your audience 
to do kind of like, I guess it's the DIY version or done with me version. Right. So we definitely, I think because I had already been really tapped into the virtual support world, it was kind of really easy to find my audience because they were there already and they, it was more so showing them a need that they didn't even realize they necessarily needed. Right. And showing them another way to kind of differentiate themselves from the rest of the market. Just like you were saying with a VA, like instead of being a generalist, being the person in the room that really fully understands launch management and everything. So I think on that side, um, it was easier. I, I would agree with you that on the agency side, it's been harder because as our business has grown, we definitely have up leveled in terms of the clients that we're working with and everything. And so we've definitely seen that we now work with fewer clients, but with those fewer clients, we're doing multiples of their launches yearly instead of it being a one and done of a client who was just kind of trying out, you know, a course or a program and then got scared because they didn't make a million dollars the first time. And then we never heard from them again. So now we're, we're um, really trying to work with those clients who launch three to four times a year and that we can consistently support in their scaling and growing of their programs and courses. Love that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about launches specifically. Yeah. What are some of the mistakes that you see people make? I mean, I'm sure they come to you because they've made these mistakes for months or years and they're like, okay, I'm going to pay you because I keep making these mistakes. <laughs> like what are the common ones that you see and how can yeah. we fix these? Yeah, two huge common ones. So the first one is um, the timeline of their launch being too short. So their launch prep, basically, their timeline being too short. We still have people that come to us and they fill out our discovery call form, our lead capture form, and we ask them what's their desired launch date. And it's like two weeks from the time that they fill out this form, right? Where that's when you're going to be overwhelmed. That's when you're going to be stressed out to the max and not feel like you're getting the best out of anyone, out of yourself, out of your team, out of your audience, any of it. And so really thinking in terms of how can you support yourself in the timeline that feels best for you, which often is usually eight to 12 weeks is what is the timeline that we have for our clients for their launches. And then also like, how can you better prep your audience? Because if you're coming to us, you know, two weeks before your launch, chances are high that you haven't been doing the runway work and prepping your audience before that launch in order to get the best out, you know, from, from the experience. So that's definitely number one. And then number two, um, what was I going to say for number two? Oh, number two is definitely like launching with little or no team and trying to do all of the bells and whistles in that launch with little or no team. So I really feel like even if you're doing a beta launch, right? If you're, even if it's your first time through, there's probably something on your launch list that you, that is not in your zone of genius or is not in your zone of competence. And those things are the things that I see people get hung up with all the time to the point of where we have some clients that come to us and they're like, yeah, I actually just had a discovery call before, before this call. That was this very scenario. They were like a year ago, I recorded all the videos from my course. And that's as far as I got because the rest of it felt overwhelming and I just didn't do it. Right. And you have like all of these people have such amazing content, have such an amazing gift to give their audience. And so the fact that because they didn't understand the tech or didn't have time to design the sales page that isn't getting out into the world, it just like pains me. <laughs> so really thinking in terms of how can you simplify your entire launch, especially in the beginning and make it really what I like to call linear, right? You're just trying to connect your ideal client with your with your product or your program and also who is that one or two people 
that can support you in medium or, or, or even small ways to get you over whatever hump would have stopped you from getting to the finish line. I love that. And we feel the same pain for people. Like you mm-hmm. hate it when they keep their course themselves mm-hmm. because they have that expertise. I feel the same way. And I hate it when they make excuses like, well, I'm not ready to pitch the media. I don't have a big brand. I don't have this. I don't have that. And it drives me crazy. I'm like, there are idiots getting so much more coverage than you just because yep. they're putting themselves out there and you're not an mm-hmm. idiot. So please exactly. do it. Take your spotlight. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, what about tips for a successful launch? I mean, obviously do the opposite of the mistakes that she, that you just mentioned, <laughs> but any other tips that people should keep in mind? My biggest tip is to think of your launch as an extension of all of the amazing things that you're already doing. And so I think that, and this goes back to the bells and whistles thing, kind of like people look at the launch gurus and they're like, oh, she's launching like that. So I have to launch like that. Right. Or he's launching like this. So I have to launch like this. And the reality is there are very few absolute must do's in the world of launching, right? I want you to launch in a way that feels really good for you. And so if you're already consistently showing up and have like a podcast, for example, maybe you do a podcast series leading up to your launch. Maybe that's part of your launch, right? If you're already showing up on Instagram, maybe you're doing an Instagram live series that's leading up to your launch instead of feeling like, oh, now I have to go do TikTok or I have to do um, you know, something, something else that doesn't feel good for you, because if it's not feeling good for you, it's also like your audience is going to pick up on that. So make it feel easy and make it feel fun by doing it in a way that feels good for you. The other thing, um, and this actually came from one of my friends, she was saying that during her launch. So, you know how in the middle of a launch, there's always like those tumbleweeds in the middle where like nobody's buying in the middle. People buy the first day, they buy mostly the last day. The middle can be very lonely and very like, why does everyone hate me? (laughs) (laughs) And that happens for like, for my own launches, it happens for like every single one of our clients. It's just one of those launch things. But if you're not mentally prepared for that, it can feel really like deflating. Right. And so one of my friends was saying that before her launch, she makes a list of all the things that she wants to do during her launch that don't involve launching. So she was talking about rearranging her pantry and going for a walk every day and getting a massage and just things that can take her mind off of what is happening in her launch or what's not happening in her launch, especially during that middle ground. So I'd say definitely start preparing your mind for it and think of what are the other things um, that you can do during your launch to keep your mind off of your launch. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So if people want to find out more, if they want to create a course and they want to launch a course, they have a couple of different options to work with you. You can either take it all off their plate or you can help them Mm -hmm. as they kind of DIY. So talk about the different options you have, because I also think it'll be helpful for other business owners who maybe they want to add another stream of revenue by teaching their customers or clients what they do so they can do it themselves. And honestly, okay, let me go off on a small little tangent here before I (laughs) answer that. I feel like so many people are against this because they're like, Well, if I teach them, then they're not going to pay me. They're just going to do it themselves. And I have two things to say to that. And then I want to get your reaction. Mm -hmm. One, yes, they're going to do it themselves if you teach them, but they're paying you for the education Mm -hmm. and your experience, just like people pay tens of thousands of dollars to go to college to get education, whether or not those people giving the education were experienced (laughs) is another story. But like, (laughs) this is so much better than college for that reason. And number two... Sometimes 
people don't want to do it themselves. They just want to pay you to do it because they would rather spend their time doing other things. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, I mean, to add a third, lots of people just buy it and then they do nothing with it, honestly, Mm -hmm. which to me, I'm very mindful of how I spend my money and my time. Very rarely will I buy something and not do anything with it. But lots of people do that too. So what is your take on people who say, well, I don't want to add this revenue stream because if I teach people what I do, then they're not going to pay me. Yeah, I think so when we're looking at our our launchers, like people who launch either with us or just in general, we think of them in, in four categories. So level zero, one, two, and level three. When we normally we do done for you for those level twos and threes, right? So they're scaling their launches. They've already launched a couple times and they know that they have a proven product, which is why it makes sense for them to come and work with us, right? But those level zeros and level ones, they still need direction and support, but they may not be ready for our full done for you service kind of package. And I think that that's where people are kind of making the mistake and being like, oh, but then they won't work with me because the reality is that those people who are level zeros and level ones, they normally don't have the budget to come work with us. So they're not going to work with us anyway, you know, until there are two or three. So I think really looking at like your audiences and there is going to be a subsection of your audience who may be a great audience for your done for you services down the line and aren't yet ready for that. And so would be great for you to support them in the DIY solution until they're ready to get bigger and more support. Yeah. Love that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so you have zero to one, what does zero Mm -hmm. to one look like if people are interested in course creation and launching? Yeah. So zero to one, um, looks like we have a strategy session that we do where we, we basically help support them in creating their, um, blueprint. We like to call it for, for their launch. And then we create the, um, the actual launch plan for them, like in Asana or in ClickUp and give them the list of like, here's what you need to do. And then basically it's like, take the football and run with it after that. Um, we also have something, uh, called, um, what is it? Uh, it's a boot camp basically that we help them with specifically around lead generation, because that's where we see a lot of those zeros and ones not doing as well in their launches as they want to be doing because they just don't have the audience. Right. And so we're helping them in the front end with their audience, audience building boot camp in terms of helping them build their audience so that they potentially have a better result when they're ready to launch. So those are kind of the two DIY solutions that we have. Got it. And then if mm-hmm. people just want it all off of their plate, they're, they're yes. two to three, then mm-hmm. that's when they can reach out to you. Yes, specifically for for full service launch support. So that full service is strategy. It's the tech. It's the the graphic design. It's the all of the things um, except copy and um, Facebook ads, which we do have add ons for. But some of our clients don't even use Facebook ads. So yeah, it's basically everything that they need in in a box, a team in a box. <laughs> and that tech part is huge. That's my struggle and my frustration. And that's that's uh, worth it's weight and gold because that's frustrating. If you can't get that tech to work, that'll annoy the shit out of you. Absolutely. And it's, it's the thing that like can make or break things. You know what I mean? Because if you don't, if something's broken in your tech during your launch and you don't even know where to start looking for the thing that's broken, Oh, that's the worst. (laughs) It's just, I mean, it's worth just getting the stress off of you. Like this is in somebody else's hands. It's somebody else's responsibility. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Love that. Tasha, I am going to link to your Instagram at the Tasha booth. Same on Facebook. Where else can people find you? 
Yes. So I've got actually two Instagrams, two websites. So um, if you are looking for a done for you service solution um, for launches, then it's the launch guild and our Instagram is at the launch guild. And then if you are looking for coaching or course support um, to learn more about launches or building an agency, then that's the Tasha booth. And I'm on Instagram on that side all the dang time. <laughs> okay, perfect. We will link to that in the show notes so people can find you. Thank you, Tasha. Thank you. Remember, you can find everything you need in the show notes for this episode, where you can find Tasha on Instagram, Facebook, and of course, don't forget to grab those six pillars of a successful course launch project plan by visiting thelaunchguild.com slash pillars. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you again here in a couple weeks on Become a Media Maven.